Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the South End Zone Podcast here on the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason. I'm here with Eric and Timmy. And uh, boys, I'd like to start off this uh, final week of the regular season by uh, congratulating Eric Mulher. He's the Pigs champion. The best I could have done was tie him this week. And as we all know, ties are L's in our book. So congratulations, Eric. You are the master of the universe. You're the Pigs champ. Congratulations on being the best of the worst. How are you feeling? It's like living in the nicest neighborhood in Detroit, I guess. Um, no, it was good. I had a had a, a nice closeout to the season last week. Went three and one. Uh, Arkansas State decided to play defense uh, finally, and kind of let me down. Kept me from going four and zero. But yeah, other than that, I'm good. All right, Timmy, what's up with you, man? Did you uh, did you get hit with a soccer ball in the back of the head this weekend? Like, what's going on with you? Yeah, you know it, man. Long weekend of. Uh kids soccer but uh managed to pick up a couple of w's in the pick section before we closed it out for the year so i'm happy about that yeah yeah uh, if I, I gotta be honest if you would have told me that my only win this week was gonna be gundy i would have probably not believed you but nonetheless yeah he came through for you yeah yeah the only one that came through for me so you know, but we'll get to the picture view here in just a minute. I do want to kick it off, kick the show off with some breaking news. We got the news as of yesterday. Dan Mullen, he's out at Florida. Nice call, Eric. I got to be honest. When I said that I thought he would get another year, regardless of whether he kind of tanked the rest of the year, I was not taking into account that they would lose to Missouri. Yeah, even after the Missouri loss, um, I honestly, and they're still alive for a bowl game. So I did think they would let him finish out the year, but I thought he was in, in trouble. Um, but they did not, so they're going to eat a, a $12 million buyout, which is kind of price of doing business in college football these days, it seems like. Um, so $6 million of that twelve is uh, due, I believe. I don't remember if I read it was within 30 days or 60 days. Uh, and then the other six is paid out over the next six years in installments. And interestingly, there is no offset in that. Um, a lot of a lot of college coach contracts will include an offset where, hey, you know, if we fire you and you pick up another job, uh, we owe you X number of dollars minus whatever you make at you know, your next stop. His doesn't include that, so if uh, he ends up some on someone's sideline in some capacity next year, he'll be getting two paychecks 
but as far as how it happened, uh, you know, we talked about it, I think this last week or the week before he's kind of regressed as the last couple of years have gone. He got off to a great start first year, 10 and three, won the peach bowl, finished number seven in the AP poll. Second year, 11 and two, won the orange bowl, finished number six last year. They're eight and four. They did win the East and, and, and then the bowl game. Um, I think a lot of non playoff bowl games these days, you got to take with a grain of salt because so many guys opt out. Um, he didn't have the full squad. Yeah. They got, there yeah, the they Cotton got bowl. embarrassed, you know, by, yeah, and they got drummed. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then this year, you know, they're five and six and, and I really thought they would let him finish out the season because they are still alive for a bowl game. But it, it seems like from everything I've read, they were looking more towards, you know, what do we think are, what do we think things look like for us going forward? Not so much we're five and six this year, but what are our reasons for optimism going forward? And I don't know that there are a ton. Um, recruiting has kind of gone downhill. He's, he has a reputation as not being a, a real diligent recruiter, I guess. He, he doesn't seem to prioritize it as much as the, the Sabins and Smarts and Fishers of the world. You know, they're, they're consistently, because they are Florida, they're, they've been consistently in the top 10 or 12 nationally, which is good. The bad news is 10th nationally makes you fifth in the SEC for recruiting ranking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's where they've been. Well, and he's been worse than that, if we're being honest. I mean, he's getting out recruited by two guys uh, in his own state. He's getting out recruited by Mike, Mike Norville at Florida State yeah. right now. And if I got to be honest, yeah. Timmy, if you would have told me before the season, if you could have named your price to me before the season, and if you told me that Dan Mullen would be fired before Manny Diaz and Mike Norvell, I would have bet my life savings against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'd agree with you. I didn't see it coming at the beginning of the year, but as Eric pointed out a few weeks ago, I can't remember what the exact record is, but he was something god-awful against other Power 5 teams his last 10, 12 games. And, you know, you can't just, you can't do that um, in this day and age. And I think Florida took a hard look at the landscape and realized that if they didn't make the move now, they were probably going to miss out on somebody who would be a fit at their program here in the short term. So I think he just got unlucky. Maybe so. Well, I don't know. It's going to be pretty interesting to see who they're. I mean, I, I feel like you don't fire a guy like Dan Mullen unless you've got just like a hard line on somebody that's good. Yeah, you have to have two, at least at least one, probably two people already in mind that you truly believe you have a good shot to get. Well, before you, you know what I mean. Like that—that's rule one of letting go of a coach is you—you you better have someone better waiting, right? Otherwise, like, what are you even doing? Yeah, well, I vote for Mike Leach, but that's just me. <laughs> so, but we'll see who they uh, end up hiring. And honestly, I I don't know how that bowl game is going to go without, or not the bowl game, but Florida, Florida State, I don't know how that's going to go. I don't know. I haven't even looked at the line. We'll get to that in a second. But I'm going to breeze through last week's picks uh, real quick here. Eric, you, you closed out the season really strong and uh, secured victory to where we didn't even have to do them this week. Wake Forest and Clemson over 56. Good call. That was a track meet. I was on the under on that like all day long. And uh, Clemson's offense has sort of showed up the last three or four weeks finally. It's like, where was that the first three or four games of the year? But Yeah, the first two months of the yeah. season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've been playing better offensively lately. But I've also, I've watched parts of, I think, six Wake Forest games. And I have yet to see them play anything resembling defense. So I felt, 
I felt good about the over there. Yeah, well, that was a good call. And then, uh, like you stated there, Arkansas State and Georgia State over 64.5. You missed that one by by a nose. And then Houston, they they were good to you. They were bad to me. But you you got Houston at minus 10. They covered. And then Florida State over Boston College. Nice call. So you took uh, four points on the week and secured victory on the season. Yay me. Timmy, you had a decent week. The worst of your picks being Michigan State. Oh, <laughs> they just missed. I thought it. you said. I thought you said we were going to breeze through uh, these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you, you missed that one by a hair. It was uh, just a bit outside. No, it's like cousin Eddie says in Vegas vacation. You know, I haven't seen a beating like that since somebody stuck a banana in my pants and turned a monkey loose. Uh, <laughs> it was forty-nine to zip at halftime. That. I don't know. Michigan State just stayed on the bus and pretty much everything that our, our buddies over there at the Standing Room Only Spartans podcast said pretty much came true. So they warmed up the bus five minutes into the game. Uh, and then you took Michigan at minus 15. They destroyed Maryland and they were not looking ahead to Ohio State. So that's setting up a big time game this week. Uh, we'll you know get to that in the previews. And then Iowa State, you stuck with them all season long, and they they burned you on the last week. So, and then, oh, God, my picks this week. I mean, Arizona State, Oregon State, they haven't scored a combined less than like 70 points in six seasons, and Arizona State went up there and didn't score any points. So, until now. Yeah, until now, when I pick them. Shocker. Herm, you can't bet on him. Uh, Gundy, minus 11 and a minus 11 he covered for me the only game that covered utsa minus five they did win but they won by a field goal squeaked it out so it was a little bit tighter game probably didn't give uab enough credit there uh and then smu over cincy that was a hopeful pick i didn't really expect smu to win but you know i figured it would be closer than uh, the complete and utter blowout that it was but i would like to bring everyone's attention to uh that damn guy, our listener, who oh, sent in his picks last week. That that we hated. Yes, that we, yeah, we hated all three of them. That goddamn motherfucking guy. <laughs> he uh, he was on New Mexico plus 27 and a half. He missed that one by 10 points. Boise State won like 37 to nothing. But his other two, Georgia Southern at home plus 20 against BYU. He hit that one. And then Vanderbilt plus 36 on the road at Ole Miss. He hit that one. And... Here's the email that I got from that damn guy this morning. Oh, here we go. Get your fire extinguishers out. Yeah, I haven't heard this yet. I'm interested. Yeah, it says, Dear South End Zone Team, after listening to a few episodes, hearing you fumble around on below, (laughs) excuse me, after hearing you fumble around below 500 on picks, thought I'd shed some light with winners for a change. Georgia Southern Eagles, never a doubt. (laughs) Jesus, the arrogance on this man. Okay, first off, Georgia Southern lost by 17, so never a doubt, I think, is maybe a little bit of an exaggeration. (laughs) I don't know, but he says, here's three more locks to marinate on. Uh, Look for UConn to give Houston all they want this week. UConn in the points, plus 32 and a half. (laughs) They're one of the worst teams in the nation. If that one hits up, I don't know. TCU will march into Ames and get the win versus Iowa State. TCU plus 14 and a half. And East Carolina plays playoff spoiler this week and sends Cincy packing. ECU plus 13 and a half. Keep up the great work, guys. Signed, that damn guy. 
What, what was the Yukon line again? 30 what? 32 and a half. Okay. I'm writing these down because I'm now I'm going to actually check those scores. Ugh. I want to, I want to see if that guy was a blind squirrel last week or if he's, if he's really onto something. I don't know. Yeah, if he's got somebody on the inside shaving some points. But he's not wrong about us fumbling around below 500 most of the year. Yeah. Irrelevant. <laughs> fair criticism. Yeah, it's fair. That damn guy. What an asshole. Goes two and one on three of the worst picks I've ever seen. Hmm. Shows you what kind of crazy season we're in for. But um, I do want to just go ahead and take a second to tell you about our corporate sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. This Thanksgiving, I suppose we could all be thankful for family, food, and uh, most of all, free bets. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They've got a turkey day no-brainer you can't miss. New customers can bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on some action. Make, make your first deposit and you can play free for millions with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you like. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN. This Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, so with all that being said, and that damn guy, you're an asshole, but thanks for continuing to send in your picks. And the rest of you that are listening, feel free to send in yours as well. And you can roast us along the way. But, boys, I want to go ahead and move forward and get into week 13 here. Since we're not going to make picks, we're going to do a little different. I'm just going to kind of run down some of the best games, and I'm going to throw a line at you. And I'm going to let you guys take turns, and you can debate it out, and uh, I'll tell each of you why you're wrong or right. So with that, I'm going to throw the first one at Eric, and I'm going to talk about the Egg Bowl. It's on Thanksgiving Day, Old Miss on the road at Mississippi State. This line and total, I'm lost. It's a little bit curious. Mississippi State is a one-point favorite at the moment, and the total is... 61. Yes. So I don't have any real strong feelings on the, the spread as far as who I think will win, but I, I cannot imagine not taking the over on that with these two teams. Like, does that just seem crazy low to anyone else? It does to me. Yeah, no, I would I would hammer the over on this game for sure. I mean, if, if we were doing picks, that would have been my, well, not my first, it would have been my second one. I, like I saw that, I was like, w- wait, what? Yeah, 61 um, seems a bit low. I mean, I... I don't know. So that that is the play I would like on this game, but uh, I guess I would give a slight edge to Mississippi State just because a they're at home and b they have looked better the last two or three weeks than Ole Miss has. I mean, Will Rogers is on; he is on one. Yeah, like he is on an absolute heater lately, and you know he's Ole Miss is not the type of team who's going to run in there and stop him. I don't think. Well, if Mississippi State played any semblance of defense, Rodgers would be on the Heisman list. I mean, he's thrown for forty one hundred yards, thirty four TDs. I mean, the you know, like you said, he's just he's been lighting it up. He does have a few picks, but you know, they're seven and four. I mean, if they go eight and four, that's a huge win for Leach. I feel like coming in after a COVID season and all that. I don't know. Yeah, it's a win for Hunter too. He took the over on them. <sighs> he did. And we didn't like it. 
So who was right? Son of a bitch. I just thought, you just re- made me realize that he was right. Damn it. Yeah. Sucks, doesn't it? I know. I hate when he's right, but doesn't happen a lot, so I'm not that worried about it. How the hell you call that? I do agree that the, the total is really low there. I don't know. I, if it <laughs> if it's any less than 70, I would take the over. Uh, that's just me. But who knows? I could be wrong. We'll see. But man, what a great game to watch on Thanksgiving Day with a full belly, like turkey coma. Watch a bunch of offense. It's, I feel like that's going to be a great game to watch. So sticking in the SEC for just a minute, um, I'm going to talk about, let's see. Let's hit the Iron Bowl. Timmy, Alabama is on the road at Auburn, which is tough, but man, it's a big line. 19 and a half is the point spread, and the total is 55 and a half. I personally, I mean, I know Auburn is without Bo Nix and all that, but it is on the road, and Alabama doesn't beat Auburn by three touchdowns on the road very often. I would probably stay away from this game if Bo Nix was playing. But because he's not, I think Alabama's probably got an easy cover here. I know they haven't really looked like a, a world beater uh, this year. They've had a couple of speed bumps along the way. But Auburn's just been too inconsistent this year for me to not think that Alabama doesn't cruise in this game. Yeah, I mean, they did give up 35 points last week to Arkansas. But, you know, in, in their defense, Arkansas has looked pretty good at times this year. You know, they looked like crap against Georgia, but I feel like they played a lot better this past Saturday, especially on offense. KJ Jefferson looked really good. So, I don't know. I feel like uh, things are looking forward, you know, up for them a little bit. But as far as this game goes, I don't know, man. I I wouldn't bet on Alabama to cover three touchdowns. They've, you know, just kind of been inconsistent with, you know, with that this year. And uh, they're, aside from Will Anderson, who, by the way, is the best college football player in the nation. Aside from him, I just don't have a ton of faith in their defense to keep Auburn from scoring some points in this game, whether it be running or throwing or whatever. So I'm going to move on from the SEC because that's really the the only two games in the SEC this week that I feel like are sort of relevant as far as the rest of the season goes. If Alabama were to drop it somehow, then it would you know shake up the playoffs. But I think we all agree they're probably going to win. So I'm going to move out of that, and I'm going to move to the only game that really fucking matters in the Big 12, the Bedlam game. Eric, the Bedlam game is at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a four-point favorite, and the total is 50 and a half. What's your take? I like the under because Oklahoma State has quietly been among the very best defenses, non-Georgia division in the country this year. They're not getting a ton of publicity about it, but they're probably a top three or four defense. Um, they're like their three and out percentage is over 40. Like that's absurd. Like you get 12 possessions against them. You're, you're going three and out six times. That doesn't leave a ton of margin for error. Um, and then once they got past some of the injury bug, uh, the first month of the season, they've been better offensively. I, I like them to cover that. I think they are a, the superior team in this matchup and they are at home. So I, Boy, I, I would never put a whole lot of money on Mike Gundy because they're just as capable of going out there and, and putting up seven points. But in this, I do like them this week. I, if I had to pick that game, I would take them minus, would you say four? Yeah, minus four. Yeah, I, I think they win that one probably going away. You must think I'm dumb. If you put a gun to my head, I would probably go the other way on this game. I was going to say Oklahoma's defense is pretty good too. You kidding me? Oklahoma's come around, you know, the last couple of weeks. I don't know, man. I just have a weird feeling that despite how shitty they looked for most of the season, they're 
going to come back and they're going to fucking flip everybody off at the end of the year and win the Big 12. <laughs> well, that's a distinct possibility, but Oklahoma's defense, like you said, they've they've looked pretty good. I mean, they, for the most part, largely shut Iowa State down, you know? I mean, they gave up 21 points, but, I mean, they, they looked good. So, I don't know. I, I like, I'm with Eric. I would hammer the under here, but at the same time, <laughs> it's like we would hammer the under. But if you go back and look, these games have been high scoring as shit, you know, so I, I don't know. It, I feel like the under is a good play here, but uh, as far as who's going to win the game, I honestly have no idea. I have no idea. I hope they split, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I hope Oklahoma wins this week and Oklahoma State knocks them off in the Big 12 championship. Given how everything's went this year, it's probably the most likely scenario. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would certainly help clear up the playoff picture. Just eliminate two two potential teams. Yeah, so I don't know who's going to win this game, but uh, I do want to, since that's the only relevant game of the Big 12 this week, I'm going to move up north here, and Timmy, whew, it's it's that week, man. It's the game. I don't remember, I honestly don't remember the last time I was excited for an Ohio State-Michigan game, but you got four on the road at six in the big house, OSU minus eight. The total is 63 and a half. Give it to me. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but you can get excited for this game all you want, but it's going to be the same fucking movie we've watched the last five years. <laughs> Ohio State's going to beat the shit out of them boys. I'm sorry. Mm, really? You don't think Michigan's yeah. defense can can hold up for four quarters? Nope. Mm. Yeah, not all four. I think C.J. Stroud is just going to run roughshod all over the field on them. Yeah, he did emerge as the Heisman frontrunner after this past weekend, and you know, rightfully so. I mean, I know Bryce Young had stupid numbers, but that was against Arkansas, not against the you know <laughs> number six team in the country. Yeah, I, I mean, Eric, do you have a take on this game? Do you think Ohio State covers that easily? What do you care? Yes. Yes. I, I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna beat them by forty like they did Michigan State, but I think they probably win by ten to fourteen. I, they're they've looked fantastic the last month they've last week was you know my plan was to flip back and forth between that and the wake forest clemson game and i watched about the first five minutes of the wake clemson game and i flipped over and just in time to see him throw his third touchdown pass of the third quarter i was like yep this one's over you know they're they're just beating the hell out of teams and i don't think michigan offensively can keep up with them so i think they'll hang around for two and a half, three quarters, but I think Ohio State wins it going away, probably 10 to 14. See, this one's tough for me, if I'm being honest. Like, I mean, Michigan, if you look at their team, they actually do match up really well with them as far as defense goes. You know, they don't they don't give up a ton of yards. They don't give up a ton of points. Now, granted, they haven't played anybody half as good as Ohio State this year and ended up choking one off to Michigan State, but I think we kind of all agree they kind of pissed that game away. You know, they gave it away. They should have beat them convincingly, and they, you know, took their foot off the gas and let Michigan State get back in the game and ended up choking it off. And we let them off the hook! I mean, they did, but that's the only real data point we have. Michigan lost to Michigan State, and then we saw what Ohio State did to Michigan State right. on Saturday. And they're not even in the same stratosphere. So that's what makes me really uncomfortable about Michigan holding any chance in this game. Yeah, but both both these teams also played Penn State pretty tough as well, right? Those were both close games. Yeah, and that's my thing. Like, I feel like if Michigan played Michigan State this past Saturday, they would have kicked the shit out of them too. I don't know. I think Michigan's a better team than they were when they played Michigan State. 
I mean, Cade McNamara, he's actually been really, really effective and efficient the, fa- the past few weeks. So I think Ohio State wins, but I, I think it's closer than the experts think. I- I'm going to, I think eight points is a good line, actually. Like, I-, I think it's about that close, something between seven to 10. So if it was, you know, anything over 10, I would probably pick Michigan to cover it because um, they're at home. You know, and home field advantage is huge. So at least it it should be for them this year. I I don't see Ohio State rolling into the big house and winning by 30. I just don't, I I don't see it happening. So, but moving forward from that game and that, you know, we'll get, we'll talk more about this game a little bit once we get to, you know, wrapping up the show and talking playoffs a little bit. But Timmy, am I going to be putting a Volunteers jersey on or are you going to be putting a Baltimore Ravens jersey on? Because Minnesota... It all comes down to this. <laughs> Minnesota and Wisconsin, man. What's going to happen? I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> Wisconsin should win this They're game. They're a six and a half point favorite, and the total is 39. And the game, the game's right. at Minnesota. So, But, you know, Minnesota's been a thorn in my side all year. <laughs> <laughs> they, they certainly have the potential to win this game. Um, you know, like you said, they're at home. I don't know which way to go. If 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 you were putting a gun to my head, I would lay the points with Wisconsin, but I wouldn't be very comfortable about it. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I I don't really have. I mean, Minnesota's been playing pretty good since they lost to Illinois, which that's what that's the one that stings the most, man. Because like they should already have that eight win total, but they don't. So yeah, they choked that. Yeah, game off. big time. So like. I don't, even if they were to lose this game, like I didn't expect them to beat Wisconsin going into the season. Okay. So, you know, if they were to squeak it out and get a win here, that's, you know, good for me, bad for you. But I don't regret picking them to go over seven, even if they, you know, only win seven because they, they choked that game off against Illinois. They were the better team and they just screwed it up. Y'all took a week off. I just wasn't important. Uh, as far as, what this game means if Iowa were to, or sorry, if Wisconsin were to lose and Iowa were to win, I think that gives the nod to Iowa, but we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Minnesota, like I say, they're a six and a half point dog. It's at home. I would probably lay the points with them, but I do think Wisconsin probably wins the game. Eric, do you disagree with that? I don't. I think you need to get the vocal cords wind up, warmed up. <laughs> um, well, you talk about how, you know, Minnesota's played better since that that Illinois game. Shit, Wisconsin's won seven in a row by an average of twenty one points. You know they're giving up fourteen points a game in conference play. You know, and Minnesota's three and three at home this year. So I just how the fuck was Wisconsin zero and three? Can someone explain that to me? They, they were one and three. Or one and three. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, they lost uh, to Penn State week one, and they lost to Michigan and I believe Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame. <sighs> Jesus. So they were they were I think one and three at one point. Um but yeah, they're they're rolling. I mean um, that they could have totally packed it in, you know, so kudos to them for, you know, sticking with it and reeling off seven wins in a row. Good for them. But uh Yeah, yeah, you go from one and three to having the inside track to a conference championship game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we all wrote them off. You know, we wrote them off mm-hmm. after the first month of the season like they suck. You know, it's gonna be Iowa. Well and, so. and, yeah, and to be fair to us, offensively, they were putrid the first month of the season. Yeah, they were. Ugh. Graham Mertz was terrible. <laughs> there was no reason for optimism. No. Like, based on what we saw. No, there wasn't. So, should be uh, pretty interesting. But as far as other top 25 games uh, that there are left, 
I mean, does anybody actually, okay. Like I, I do want to <laughs> like, like Cincinnati's uh, laying 13 and a half on the road at East Carolina. Is there any chance that Cincinnati loses this game? I don't think so. Well, according to that damn guy, there is. Uh, would, would they be someone that you would think would know anything? I don't see I that. don't see it. I don't either. Yeah, ever since, yeah, ever since Cincinnati kind of got shut out of those playoff rankings, they feel like they're on kind of a mission to uh, prove a point, um, like we saw with the SMU game. They, there wasn't much let up there, and I don't, I don't think that they're going to, you know, East Carolina is, you know, maybe the fourth or fifth best team they'll play this year. They're not bad by any stretch, but. No, I have said it before. They play a little bit of ball, man. Yeah, no, they, I mean. I don't see it though. But they're not on Cincinnati's level. So, yeah, I don't, I think Cincinnati wins that one pretty easily. Yeah, I would, uh, I would tend to agree there. The total's 58. Give me the over in that game. So, uh, and then from there, this, this line, I, it's been swinging all over the place. Uh, I, I don't really understand this one. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, Eric, did I see that Nebraska was favored by three points over Iowa yesterday? Yeah, they, they opened it. They opened minus three and a half. And now, yeah, they opened minus three and a half and the line has swung four points. Now the line is Iowa minus one and a half and the total is 41. I, <laughs> right. It's And it's swung a couple different directions in between as it's gone. Am I crazy to think that like Nebraska actually has a chance to win this game? No. Well, they certainly do. No, I mean, they've had a chance to win every game. That what that's yeah. why that's why they're one and seven in the conference with a positive point differential. You kidding me? I feel like this game could go one or two ways. Okay, hear me out here. You know, if Nebraska continues to do what they've been doing, right, and Iowa's putrid offense that they've been lugging through the season with all year and depending on special teams and defense and turnovers to win nine games so far. If that happens, I feel like Nebraska's got a great chance to win. But if Nebraska well, turns it over a couple of times in the first quarter and goes down 14 nothing, I feel like it's over. Like they could get beat yeah. down. Okay, so speaking of Nebraska turning it over, I read this afternoon that Adrian Martinez is ruled out for the game. Ooh. Yeah, uh, whoever their backup is, he's starting. So, which is probably part of the reason the line swung. But uh, yeah, I think it's either an Iowa blowout or Nebraska wins a close one. Yeah, I don't know. That That's a curious line. I don't know what to make of it. And then a little Friday night delight. North Carolina on the road at NC State. NC State ranked 20th. They're 5-2 and two in the conference. NC State minus 5.5. Over under is 63. Give me the over, Timmy. <laughs> Am I crazy? Um, you know, that would be the rational pick, but I think we've been burned by that, you know, quite a few times with this North Carolina team. They're definitely capable of hanging 60 burgers every week, but it just seems like their offense has been inconsistent at times. And when you want to hammer that over, they end up screwing you. So I, I don't know that I would play that. Hmm. Eric, what do you think? I mean, what do you think about the spread? North Carolina State minus five and a half. If we were doing upsets, if we were doing pits, picks this week, you, uh, North Carolina would have been my upset pick. Oh, man. I was just thinking the same thing. Like, I actually yeah. like North Carolina in this game. I don't know. Yeah, I do. And and I, I believe uh, NC State is because they have lost to Wake Forest. I believe they are eliminated from. I have to look at that because I have it in my notes that they're out. But now I was, I'm looking at the standings. I think if... Well, yeah, they're out because they lost to Wake Forest. Okay, so they have no chance to get in. Yeah, so even though they beat Clemson, who also has two conference losses, I believe they are eliminated. 
Clemson. <laughs> Clemson. Unless won. there's, well, Clemson beat Wake Forest. So I guess if Wake loses and Clemson and NC State both win, then you get the little three win, then whatever the second tiebreaker is. It's between Wake, NC State, and Clemson. Basically, yeah. Wake is winning in. Yep. NC State needs a win and a loss by Wake. And then Clemson needs a win and a loss by Wake and NC State. Ooh. Well, I kind of saved this earlier on the Clemson discussion. I'm going to tell you, I hope they get in, but I, I don't see it happening. But I'm going to tell you, nobody wants to play them right now. Mm-mm. The last two, three weeks, they've been smoking people. And they're starting to look like look like Clemson again. You don't think that that's actually the most plausible scenario here? Because, I mean, <laughs> just going over that again, Clemson needs a win. I think they can get that done. Yeah, I mean, they're playing week. South Carolina. They they should, right. they should so- win. South Carolina... They've played above expectations this year, but that shouldn't be much of a ball game. And then, you know, Wake yeah, that, Forest. That's, got, that's bowl eligible, South Carolina, to you, mister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that was my coach of the year pick, so <laughs> I know my was. ass. Yeah, he was crushing us in the group chat, like, yep, yep, coach of the year, yep, Belima, nope, yep. Sark, <laughs> no, nope. It's a good call, yeah. though. It's a good call. But uh, Wake Forest has got Boston College this week, and Boston College is a scrappy football team, and they're playing at home. So that is no automatic W for them. And then we all kind of agreed that we like North Carolina against NC State. So that's Clemson's path right there. Crazy if they go and play Pitt and beat them in a revenge game, win the ACC hey, title. Wait, wait for it. <laughs> I hope it happens, man. It'd be like a big giant fuck you to the rest of the country. You know, oh, you guys wrote us off. Well, we still won the ACC. But I don't really know if that's a – Congratulations, Clemson, or if that's like a God, the rest of the ACC sucks. We suck. Yeah, a little, little bit of both. Bit of both. Yeah, it's both. <laughs> and speaking of that Wake Forest game, Wake is uh, minus five on the road. Total sixty three and a half. I, I got no t- over. Yeah, over. <laughs> so, I was like, that, I, that's that's my input for that game. Yeah, over. I got no take on uh, the spread. I mean, God, Boston Collins is two and five in the conference. I'm not sure I've got any faith in him to actually get a win, but. Crazier things have happened. All right, so we've got the the ACC discussion covered here. Now throw throw some Big Ten scenarios at me here. Like what? Like Eric, what's going on in the Big Ten West? First of all, because the East is pretty much sewn up. It's going to be Ohio State or Michigan winning in. So yes, but what about the West? So the West. Uh, so Wisconsin has the inside track, like we mentioned a couple minutes ago. Uh, they beat Minnesota. They're in. Period. End of discussion. Minnesota has a chance, and it's like a Lloyd Christmas. So you're telling me there's a chance. Chance. <laughs> uh, they need to beat Wisconsin. They need Nebraska to beat Iowa, and they need Purdue to beat Indiana. All those three things all- are possible. They are. They are possible. I don't think any of those three things are likely. Mm. Um, but yes, they have a chance. Purdue, now, to, Iowa, Purdue to beat Indiana to me is likely. I feel like they smoke Indiana. Yeah, that's okay. So that one is nearly a given. But I don't like Nebraska over Iowa, and frankly, I don't. I don't think Minnesota beats Wisconsin, anyways. But uh, if they do, then Iowa needs a win at Nebraska. They obviously need Wisconsin to lose and Purdue to lose. So I guess now that I actually say these things out loud, Iowa because they're depending on uh, Indiana beating Purdue, they really have the, the Lloyd Christmas chance. 
I just want to know if PJ Flex is going to come out with the uh, Lloyd Christmas haircut wig on this week for good luck. Maybe. The old bowl he cut. Better. Otherwise, I'm going to send him a Tennessee Volunteers jersey. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, uh, Dick. Yeah, thanks for choking it off against Indiana. <laughs> you, or, sorry, Illinois, you asshole. Thanks a lot. Ruined my whole year here. Yeah, Bowling Green was the worst one. Oh, Jesus. How does that happen? How the hell you call that? At, at home is a 30-point favorite. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't even understand that. Like, um, they competed with Ohio State. Like, before Ibrahim went down, like, they looked like they had a chance to stay in the game the whole time. And yeah. two weeks later, they choke it off to Bowling Green. And then they lose to Illinois. Those are two just inexcusable losses they should be sitting at like nine and three right now yeah they should <sighs> that they the wisconsin minnesota right now should be you know ohio state michigan west yeah i mean that i mean really it, it effectively should be like a big 10 semifinal yeah i mean that's crazy but it's not they should be sitting at nine and two right now with them <laughs> so all right so we've got the west knocked out we know the big 10 east is winning in now, the one that I'm the most confused about here is the Big 12. Like, uh, give me give me all the scenarios, Eric. Man, you got to get a you got to get a, a cheat sheet or something. That's terrible. That'll kill us. Okay. So, first off, uh, Oklahoma State is in the Big 12 title game, period. Mm-hmm. Regardless. Right? They have clinched their spot. Okay. Uh, so now, if Oklahoma wins the Bedlam game or Baylor loses, then Oklahoma is the second entrant. And then Baylor gets in with a win this week. Uh, I forget who they play. I want to say TCU, but I'm not 100% sure on that. And an Oklahoma loss. Baylor plays Texas Tech. Tech, Okay, Tech. Um, They're a 14-point favorite at home over Texas Tech. Yeah, and I think, I I would imagine they win that game. Yeah, I mean, they uh, should win that. So, assuming they win. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but Baylor Baylor needs to win that, and they need Oklahoma to lose the Bedlam game, and then they get the second spot for their rematch with Oklahoma State. So, then if they both lose, then Oklahoma still goes, correct? Yes, yeah, Oklahoma's in either with a win or a Baylor loss. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty much locked up. Yeah, so affecting yeah, it's like uh like in baseball they talk about magic number. Uh, Oklahoma's magic number is one. Like if either of those things happen, they're in. I mean, I would imagine the Big Twelve like they're in deep shit, man. Like they're only their only shot to get to the playoffs is if Oklahoma or Oklahoma State went out. Yeah, like the doomsday scenario for the Big Twelve is if Oklahoma State and Baylor win this weekend and then Baylor beats Oklahoma State in the rematch in the Big Twelve title game. Because then they've got then they've got three two lost teams and they're out. Mm. They're they're you know, the Pac twelve with barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that and now that you bring that up, I, I feel like that's the only scenario where Cincinnati gets in. They now we're recording this Monday night. They haven't released the playoff rankings. They'll come out tomorrow. But I think we're going to see, Timmy, I think you called it in the group chat. We're going to see Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan in the top four. Depending on what happens in the Bedlam game this weekend, whoever wins that game, you will see them jump into the top four above Cincinnati. And the reason I say that, because they've kept them at five all this time, and if you leave them at five, you don't have to justify taking them out at the end of the season. Now, I agree with that. I I think they probably do stay at five this week just because, you know, the committee is going to value some of these performances from the other teams. But I think after the conference championships play out, it might end up being a different scenario where they could get in. This conversation is going nowhere. I I don't see how you can put them in over a one loss, you know, 12 and one Oklahoma State. I, I don't see the committee doing that. 
I mean, they're not in a power conference. 12-1, and one, Big 12 champs. Either it's Oklahoma or it's Oklahoma State. Either one, I feel like either one of those teams gets in over them. I mean, the schedule, it just doesn't match up. It just doesn't. Talent-wise, I don't think Cincinnati's probably, you know, better or worse than either one of those teams. I think it would be a close game with both of them, or Baylor for that matter, if they were to, you know, be in that situation. But I don't know, man. I just don't feel good about their chances. I feel like one of those teams wins out, and probably it's going to be Oklahoma, if I had to guess. I think they turn it on and get it done. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass! Well, for whatever it's worth, I was reading an article, and ESPN has their fancy calculator with algorithms and all that horseshit, and their most likely scenario involves Cincinnati getting in. So for whatever that's worth, that's out there. Well, of course it is. They would love to see Cincinnati in. But, you know, fortunately for us, ESPN doesn't run college football. Yeah, I I think their algorithm probably assumes that Georgia wins the SEC Yeah, and gives Alabama a second loss. Well, and that's something else I was about to bring up here. Getting to this. Okay, so now we know what the Big 12 scenario is. The SEC's locked in, Alabama and Georgia. So... (laughs) Assuming that Alabama wins this week, and then, you know, we're going to assume that Alabama goes on and beats Georgia. I think that's the death blow to Cincinnati getting in. That Yeah, that and... Yeah, 100%. That, that would basically eliminate them, because you're going to have whoever comes out of the... If you assume that whoever comes out of the Big Ten East wins and beats, most likely Wisconsin, and then, you know, that's a spot. Uh, the Big 12 should get a spot, and then if you pull in two SEC teams, you should... Right, and that's now. If Alabama were to lose, I think Cincinnati's got a great chance to get in, just because you know you're going to have a bunch of two-loss teams there. But (laughs) yeah, you can justify a one-loss Power Five champion all day over twelve and zero Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. It gets tougher when you're saying, "Hey, these guys are eleven and two, but you know." Yeah, I'm. I've become. I'm to the point now where I. I just don't think (sighs) if Alabama had been so dominant all year. You know, like if they were dominating people like Georgia does, and if they took Georgia to the wire, I think maybe there would be an argument for them. But given that they've struggled a lot, especially across the offensive line, Bryce Young pretty much carrying the team on his shoulders. I, I don't yeah, know. The the thing about Alabama is, you know, you look at them and you're like, yeah, these guys they have, they have a chance to beat anybody, right? And they do. But then they go out and they they don't play all that well against you know teams that range from bad to above average, but not great. You know they, they beat Arkansas by a touchdown. They beat Florida by two. Um, they beat LSU by what six? Yeah, six or eight. You know they get one score games where you would think that they would win by you know by three touchdowns. Like they're clearly the superior team to LSU. Like how is that game that close? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's kind of that. I just don't. I mean, being an Alabama fan, yeah, sure. I hope they go and they win and they whatever get in. But I, I'm I'm of the opinion now that if we do if we lose, we're out. The only way that I could see us getting in is some kind of catastrophic. The Big Twelve all has two losses. Cincinnati were to drop a game, you know, just utter chaos. Then yeah, right. sure, maybe they still get in. Yeah, or the or the Big Ten East loses. Yeah, or the Big Ten East were to drop a game to the Big Ten West. Yeah, you would need. You would need a number of yeah. They would need a ton teams, of help. I think. But if they get in, if they beat Georgia and get in, Alabama, Georgia, and we're going to assume Ohio State or Michigan is in, the only way at that point they get in is if the Big Twelve all finish with two losses. In my opinion, yeah, probably. You guys really think they'll stay at five though? You think Michigan will jump them? Yes. This week. This week yes. I do. Michigan hmm. should. Michigan should jump them. Okay, because I, I mean, I, I looked at last week's, you know, obviously cross off the teams that lost, like, um, you know, Michigan State and Oregon, and that kind of, you know, 
figuring out, who, you know, how would I vote if I like, it really was centered around how high would I put Ohio state after that? Like, would, would I jump them past Alabama? And and I said I would. And I think I might. I think I would right now. Yeah. Like, I, I said think that I two weeks two. ago <laughs> and I got crushed by all my friends and, you know, fellow, yeah. fellow Bama fans. They were all crushing me, but now they're all going, well, shit, Ohio state's actually pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, I think top three tomorrow night when these come out will be Georgia, Ohio state, Alabama. So you guys say Michigan four, I, I think it'll be Cincinnati. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think I'm betting to, on Michigan being yeah, four. I'm in the, I'm of the same opinion as Tim. I think Michigan's in at four right now because in all reality, you know, it's a, it's a nod for them. They're in at four, but they've got to play three. So yeah, the committee knows that putting them in at four isn't really doing them any favors unless they right. win. So yeah. who, wait, who is they? Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Because they've got to play them right. anyway. So it's like, okay. We're going to make you number four. Well, that's what I'm saying. Here's and that's kind of why I think, that's <laughs> yeah. why I, I kind of think Cincinnati slots in at four this week is because, you know, what's the point in moving Michigan up? Because either they're going to beat Ohio State and go up to probably three, or they're going to lose and fall out. TV ratings. So, <laughs> TV TV ratings, TV money. I don't know. Might create more hype yeah. for the game. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't imagine having trying to create hype for this game. Like, is there a big difference in hype between three and five and three and four? I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't think so, but maybe. Well, any team that's in the top four of the playoff rankings gets more TV time. That goes without saying. But I do think Michigan's a better team than Cincinnati. I mean, do we all agree there that they're better? I'm going to give you the same answer that I always give you. I don't know, man. They haven't played it out on the field. Okay. Well, in a perfect world where they play, sure. But given that you have to use the eyeball test... Who do you think is better? I think that Cincinnati could hang hang with Michigan. Yeah, I think, I think it's think close. Beat I don't know who I'd pick, honestly. Well, Michigan, you, you I mean, two on a new, really, really good defenses. On a neutral field, Michigan's probably favored by eight to 10 points. No, you think so? Oh, yeah. I don't think it's near that big. I, I don't think it would be quite that big. I, I would probably go somewhere between four to six. Yeah, I could see something like in the three and a half, four and a half range. <laughs> man. I, I think that would be a good game. You guys are giving Cincinnati a ton of love, man. Phew. I don't know. I honestly hope they get in. I hope they slide in. I hope the Big 12 chokes it off. And I hope the top four is Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Cincinnati. That's what I hope. And I hope Georgia steamrolls them in the first round. I think Georgia steamrolls whoever they play. Right. In the first and round that's, that's kind of been serve. my thing. That's my, been my I thing with that. giving Cincinnati a shot, anyways. Is Well, what are your other options at four? Who's going to give Georgia a game? What, what are they going to do to Cincinnati? The same thing they're going to do to Oregon. Or Notre Dame, or Oklahoma, or, State, Oklahoma, or, Oklahoma. or you know, yeah. or or pick a team. Yeah, right. I mean, there's been 14 semifinal games in the college football playoff. Ten of them have been three scores or more. Right, the semifinal games and one four games generally aren't competitive. Period. So you know, give them a shot. Maybe they make a game of it. I mean, they. Well, we've they also seen to, we've also seen two number fours win national titles. We have. So I don't think Cincinnati's in that mold. You know. They're not, but I mean, they played the Peach Bowl against Georgia last year. They were leading until they were to the last two seconds of that game. Yeah. I mean, they they outplayed Georgia for three and a half quarters. Yeah, but there again, you said it yourself, you don't put a ton of stock in games that aren't for the national championship that are bowl games. I feel like you can't, I feel like you can't have your cake and eat it too there. Sure. But it, Georgia didn't have a ton of guys opting out last year. They weren't missing. I think Cincinnati probably was missing more guys from injury. Yeah, I'm not sure. Than Georgia was. I don't know. But it wasn't like the year before where half the team didn't show up and they got rolled by Texas. Okay, so I'm going to throw an argument here at you. We'll start with you, Timmy. 
Who's the best team in the country and why? I mean, until I see otherwise, Georgia is still the best team in the country. I think Ohio State's a close second based on how well they've played over a long stretch of games. But Georgia's defense is just completely obliterating people. And until I see otherwise, I can't not say they're the best team in the country. What about you, Eric? Are you in the same mindset? Uh, I would agree. I think Georgia is the best team in the country because they are giving up seven and a half points a game and they're averaging 40 and they're doing it against uh, their opponents. Like last week, I didn't update it this week, but you know, they had the best opponent record of any of the top 11 teams last week. So it's not like they're playing Cincinnati's schedule, right? They beat the snot out of an eight and three Tennessee team. I'm sorry, Kentucky team, you know, Tennessee, Missouri, South Carolina, Florida, they drilled all those teams. So how many teams on how many teams on their schedule have good records? Define good. Not just bowl eligible, like at least eight wins. How many of those teams have on their schedule have eight wins or better? Uh Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky does. Clemson. Clemson has seven. They're seven and three. I mean, do you see where I'm going with this? I don't think Georgia's been tested. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Well, okay. Are you saying they haven't been tested because they haven't played any like ten win teams? Yeah, I, I don't think they've played. I don't think they've played anybody that's any good. Is my point. Everybody on their schedule that they've played, Ohio State would destroy all those teams. I mean, do you see where I'm going with this? And like when I look at Ohio State, who has the Heisman front runner at quarterback right now, and is just lighting up the scoreboard. Like defense doesn't really win championships anymore. Offense does. We saw it in 2019. We saw it in 2020. The team with the best offense is usually the one who comes out on top. And I don't think anybody can make an argument that Georgia's offense is even in the same realm as Ohio State's. Ohio State averages six more points a game. I mean, it's not like we're talking. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking about from a pure. I'm talking about from a pure talent standpoint here. Stetson Bennett, the mailman. He's a game manager. He's not an elite player. I don't think any of us would argue that. He's a walk-on who eventually got a scholarship, and he's played well this year, but he's also surrounded by superstars everywhere. Well, so is C.J. Stroud, but he's also a superstar. Well, I, don't think, I don't think anybody's trying to sit here and tell you that Georgia would just outright dominate Ohio State in a game if they played on a neutral field, but I still give a lot of credit to Georgia. I mean, I don't really care who you played. I don't care who you play. The numbers that they've put up on defense, like, that's still impressive to me. I don't, I don't really care who it's against. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from Georgia's defense. Don't, don't, you know, don't misconstrue that. I, I think Georgia's defense is far and away the best defense in the nation. But I think when they meet a real team who's got a really good defense, they're going to struggle to keep up with a team like Ohio State. And even a team like Alabama, for instance, their defense hasn't played all that great this year. You know, it's kind of in the same realm as Ohio State, so they've given up some points in some games. But Alabama can score 50 with anybody. So can Ohio State, you know. So I'll be interested to see what that SEC championship looks like if Georgia can just shut down Alabama. Now, if they do that, then I'll agree with you guys and say, hey, yeah, nobody can beat them. (laughs) But if they go out there and, you know, give up 35, 40 points to Bama and lose or barely win, I don't know, man. I think Ohio State can end up, uh, you know, getting the best of them in the playoffs if they end up meeting. Well, I, I mean, I think Ohio State is the most likely team to beat them. Uh, you know, if you said, "Hey, p- you know, pick one team who 
who, who can beat Georgia or what, what team would you, you know, if you had to bet on a team to beat Georgia, who would you pick? It would be Ohio state just because they match up offensively versus that defense. But I mean, they've given up 83 points in 11 games. That's just an absurd number. You know, most teams give that up in four. Yeah. Hell, Wake Forest almost gave up that many to Army. I mean, yeah, there. I mean, there's some defenses out there that give that up in two. I don't know. I mean, their average margin of victory is like 36 points. Ugh. All right. So, all that being said, like Timmy, give me your ideal playoff scenario. What do you want to see happen? I don't know that I want to see anything specific. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking um, from a matchup standpoint here. Like, who? What would be the games that you would want to watch most? That you would be most excited to watch? Well, I would definitely enjoy seeing, you know, Georgia and Ohio State play each other. You know, that's a good matchup of you know, a juggernaut defense versus a juggernaut offense and see which one ends up coming out on top in that game. I think we're already going to see, you know, Alabama and Georgia obviously play each other before then. But outside of that, you know, I don't really care. I just like to watch good football. What about you, Eric? The what I don't want to see is I don't want to see Alabama win the SEC championship and then get a rematch with number one Alabama and number four Georgia in one of the semifinals. <laughs> like, I, I want to see a different game. Um, I don't think Georgia would drop beyond three, honestly. I, yeah. I, I don't think there's any way you drop Georgia to four. No way. Right. Well, I mean, it depends on ha- what happens with Ohio State and Michigan and Cincinnati and even the Big 12. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I, I just. That's my big thing is I just don't want to see a repeat. Yeah. Like this whole thing with this whole thing with the Bedlam game. It's a bad beat. The Big 12. It really is. I, like, I just I just don't want to watch the same two teams play twice seven days apart. Yeah. I know it's about money and contracts and all that, but it's like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like they're going to play again next week. Like why don't you just like call this game the Big 12 championship and be done with it and then take a week off. Right. <laughs> like, well, wouldn't that benefit yeah, everybody? The Big 12. Well, if the Big 12 actually had 12 teams in it, then you could split them up, you know, north-south or however. Oklahoma State and Oklahoma could be in the same division, and they could play the last game of the season every year. But then you'd be guaranteed that they wouldn't play in the Big 12 title game the very next week. Well, they have right? 12. Which has happened before. Will they have 12 next year? They will, once they add those three teams, right? Well, they're, I, don't know, I don't know right offhand when they add those four teams or when they lose those two. So I have no idea. Uh, I think it's 2023 for those three and 2025. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen 23. I've seen 25. My, my suspicion is that Oklahoma and Texas are going to try to get out earlier. Yeah. Well, if I was Texas, I would wait on that because, uh, yeah, yeah. I I would hold off, (laughs) Uh, but, (laughs) but Texas, boy, um, God almighty. God, I can't believe they're so bad. Mm. Yeah. And they they haven't always ha- even had a championship game, right? Didn't that screw like TCU or somebody one year where they got jumped? No, TCU got jumped play. because of you know nobody wanted. They to didn't see play them. a conference title. Well, no, they they ended up winning the Big Twelve and they actually won the conference championship, but they put in Ohio State even though TCU won. That was the first year of the playoff. Yeah, because I think that was the year Ohio State went like in the initial rankings. They were like twelve or fourteen or something, and they just went on a tear where they just beat the shit out of like Michigan State, Penn State, and Michigan all and then like Al- right in a row. And then and Alabama, then, and then beat like <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know my ideal scenario. I mean, yeah, sure, it's a bit homerish, but I would like to see Alabama win and get in because I do think they're probably one of the best four offenses at least defensively. Uh, arguments could be made, but. 
they got the best coach that's ever done it on the sideline. So, you know, they can obviously play with anybody. And based on history, they, you know, they're usually successful in big games. So would like to see them in. I'm kind of of the same opinion of you. Like, I don't want to see a repeat. So I would like to see a rematch of Alabama and Ohio State. Like, they drilled them last year. Devonte Smith show. But I feel like the ta- the tables are turned a little bit this year. You know, I feel like Ohio State's got the better team. So I think it would be a lot more even matchup, ton of points scored. I think that'd be a really exciting game to watch. And as far as the other side, man, I, I hope it's Cincinnati. And I hope Georgia wins 49 to nothing. <laughs> that's, that's what I want to see. Does that make me a bad person? Well, you should know that. No, but I think Georgia would beat, like I said before, I think Georgia would beat whoever you put in it. I mean, assuming that they are one, I think whoever you put in it for, they just, they throttle. I, I, I mean, they would destroy Notre Dame. They would beat whoever comes out of the Big 12. They would demolish Oregon. They, yeah, I think Cincinnati has as good a shot as any of those teams to be halfway competitive. Well, and that's an interesting part about the Alabama deal too, is because if they were to win, you can't drop Georgia all the way to four. No way. So, yeah, because I mean, if you did, yeah, they'd be playing a week later, like you said. So I, I don't know. It's just a lot to be seen. Um, I, you know, tomorrow I think we're going to see Cincinnati at five again. But, uh, you know, a week after that, there'll be a lot to talk about and more bitching and crying because they didn't get in. It's just my opinion. So before. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think we've gotten to the point now where we're down to seven teams with a realistic shot, depending on what you think about Notre Dame. Well, wow. like Baylor's out, Oregon's out, um, whoever loses Ohio State, Michigan will be out. And then Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, one of them will drop off. I don't see how Notre Dame jumps up in unless like three teams lose. And one of those teams has to be Cincinnati. So, yeah, uh, yeah, we, I think we have seven with a shot now and we'll be down to arguing about four spots for five teams uh, at this time next week. All right, well, that's going to wrap us up for the week. Uh, you guys can find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at South End Zone Pod. Uh, we're part of the Pigskin Podcast Network, sponsored by DraftKings. We're available on all podcast platforms. Go check us out. Give us a listen. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Uh, helps us get more content out to you guys. We will be back for Championship Week next week, and uh, we will see you then. Respect group of men you go find them you throw your arms around them you give them a big kiss on the mouth if you're a girl